0: Welcome to Crime Corner, where we examine all things crime, whether it be on the page, on the screen, on the street, or in the courtroom. I'm Matt Coyle, author of the Rick Cahill Crime Series, and I'll be your host for at least till the end of the show. My guest tonight, David Putnam, has a lengthy law enforcement career working primarily in California on teams for patrol investigations, uh, SWAT, narcotics, street level, and majors violent crimes, criminal intelligence, internal affairs, and the detective bureau. He was a busy guy, still is. He rounded out his law enforcement career. I'm going to take him off mute. He rounded off his law enforcement career with a few years in the Hawaiian Islands as a special agent and part of the real-life Hawaii Five-O. Welcome, Dano. David lives in Southern California with his wife. I'm not done yet. And a pack of dogs and is writing the next Bruno Johnson thriller, The Heartless, is the seventh in the series and comes out next Tuesday. Welcome, David Putnam, or Dave.
1: Thank you for thank you for having me.
0: Sure. So, um, like I said, uh, the the um, Heartless is the seventh in the series. Uh, so tell us a little bit about the latest Bruno thriller.
1: Um, each each one of my novels is a snapshot of my career, and hmm. uh, this one is the third in the prequel series of four. I did four current day and four prequels, and uh, this would be a third. There's, there's one more in the early years of Bruno Johnson, and this one is about a organized jail escape that actually happened uh, in the early 90s, and, and I was involved in it. And uh, several six murder suspects uh, did an organized escape using uh, Black and Decker drills. Uh, they had uh, some co-conspirators on the outside and visiting, and they actually drilled out the windows while they were distracting the um the guards. Um it was in the old part of of uh the jail, the old jail and they went right through the window of visiting and escaped. It was a major um black eye and uh, public relations nightmare. Huh. Um so Bruno Johnson goes into action and tries to uh recapture them.
0: All right. Um you actually answered a question you I, I was I wanted to ask about that, the um Break out the uh, jailbreak, because uh, and I didn't want it to be a a um, spoiler, but you've just given enough information. So when I was reading the book, the um, break the uh, jailbreak, which is a, a great scene. By the way, Angus has joined the um, podcast. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. I thought it was a great scene. But I thought, you know what? Dan, uh, this isn't real. This could not have happened. And then I read your author's note at the end that, in fact, it was taken from a real life uh, jailbreak, but I, how, what the hell you're, didn't they check bags back then? You just walk in with a black and Decker drill
1: there. See when the old jail, you'd walk into the front uh, lobby area, you get cleared at the desk um, and then you go into the visiting. They're like um, hallways and they have, you know, a guard walking around, but it's, it's actually the, the, the exterior is outside in the public area, so they so there's no, no
0: wanding you know, no of any kind. Not,
1: not, not in the old system, no. Not so this was this, was, and it was this jail was pretty old, yeah.
0: And it was like '95, 1995-ish, when the real thing it happened. It
1: was. Let's see, I actually pulled it back up to do research, but um, I no, it Let me was. Tell you later. Yeah, hey, yeah, okay. it's about ninety four, ninety
0: five. You're, you're exactly right, ninety four, ninety five. Okay. So maybe back then they they didn't um you didn't have to, because I know the jail in San Diego they they are gonna wand you I think briefcases and, and probably bags I don't know so that's crazy I mean that's crazy it's a great scene <laughs> yeah. it's, it's yeah. a great scene okay so the um all the Bruno. Books. And so you said, okay, this is the fourth prequel, right?
1: No, no, there's one more. Oh, this is
0: the third. Bruce okay, this is the, the third. The third one. Okay. So all the Bruno books uh, explore family dynamics, and The Heartless does as well. Okay, so you, I mean, I know our publisher likes to call everything we write thrillers, so this would be considered a thriller. Why did you choose to include um, family in a thriller series?
1: Well you know there's there's different definitions in the industry for thriller uh, I think there's two definitions for thriller um, actually uh, the way I, the way I analyze it and to me, it would be the structure of the book, which is um, one scene per chapter. I think James Patterson actually is the one that that started that uh, instead of having um, odd number of scenes per chapter um, but the, the, what the other one is Uh, that you can't have a thriller unless it's in third person is what I've heard at conferences. Some of the other authors say as a definition because um, in first person, you can't write it to where Bruno Johnson is going to open a door and the reader says, Oh no, don't open that door because there's a bad guy behind it. Um, You can only do that in third person. That's why in this book I chose to do um, make it a true thriller and make it third-person for the antagonist. So Bruno Johnson's in in first-person, and the antagonist, and this is the first time I did it, was in uh, third-person. Try to make it a a true thriller according to some of the definitions. And I put the family dynamic in it as a secondary plot line. Um, I try to put three plot lines in each book, and I alternate. I sequence the scenes uh, between the three plot lines.
0: Well, you sort of answered my question, but let me just let one thing. I, I would say when Bruno Johnson opens a door, even if he's in first person, I think there's gonna be a bad guy behind it. Anyway, um, okay, so you've got it all mapped out: your A, B, your C plots, and all that. Sounds sounds very um, mechanical. Where's the life? But well, I mean, but the the you didn't really answer the question because you. Obviously, I mean family is throughout all the books. I mean you can say why well, you plugged it in, but what does it mean? Why did you want to tackle family, not just have it as another plot line?
1: Well, and um, it's, it's something that uh, Joseph Lombaugh said that had, had a big impact on me. He doesn't write um, what, uh, what, the, what the person does to the job. He writes what the job does to the person which right. is more interesting because um, people, the readers want to read about emotions. And if, uh, the, the more emotions you have, the more dynamic the book. So um, you bring in the family and naturally the reader can relate to it. And there are heated emotions involved.
0: And in this book, Bruno has his hands full with his 15 year old daughter, Olivia, Um and he's basically a one-man show. His father does help out, but there's no, there's no real wife or you know steady girlfriend who can help him out. Um, why? I mean, there's a, there's a her rebelliousness plays a part in some of the things that happen, dangerous things that happen. But is that the reason you cho- chose to have her as this rebellious fifteen year old or was it you uh, was there a deeper reason why you know you just explain, ex- ex- um, exploring life with a teenage kid?
1: Um, both that, but, but, that's part of the reason but, but, um, the, the overall reason is that these four books, um, the, the published trilogy wanted, originally wanted to be a trilogy, and I, I, I couldn't fit it into a trilogy. So the story arc required this book as a bridge to the next book. The next book that comes out the Ruthless is the uh, climax or the resolution to the story arc of the early years of Bruno Johnson. So I had to put this one in to um, bridge that gap. Okay. So, so the next book is where
0: everything happens. The next book is where everything happens. Well, there's a lot happening in this yes. book. Um, yeah, I know. So they wanted what to be a trilogy? The the, the prequel. They wanted that to be a the trilogy. Prequels. They wanted okay.
1: it, the
0: prequels to be a trilogy. Um, I, I had a question about the escape scene, which you already answered, and I had a question about the differing um, – points of view, which you answered. So we're basically done. Thanks for showing up. Um, <laughs> so, But I, I was, I did obviously notice, and I, and I, um, you know, I've read all your books, but I, my memory fails and there's a lot of them. So I didn't, I couldn't remember if you'd had um, alternating um, points of view before. And I, you gave us a reason why you wanted to have a third person point of view. Did that cause any, um, was that causing problems for you writing in third person? Because you've written a lot it's, of books. It's
1: more, it, 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 it's more, I think, third person is um, more difficult as far as craft. Um, first person has pitfalls because you can paint yourself into a corner with first person real easily. Uh, third person it isn't as difficult in that respect, but in order to get a close third person and, and stay there, it, it takes a lot of paying uh, attention to the prose. Um, but you know, I think it worked out, and I kind of liked it because I like getting it in a point of view of that, of that bad guy. Uh, it seems to be the the reaction on Goodreads um, is a lot higher than the other books. I think, and I think it's because of that Thornton Richardson bad guy.
0: So your book comes out on Tuesday, and you're already reading a good read, good read reviews. Yeah, yeah. It,
1: in fact, it's this book has more reviews than some of the other Bill
0: Johnson's already. In Congratulations. Um, Go ahead. So in writing, uh, it's a new thing, having a third person along with the first person. So how did you, because I, I sort of know your process and I'll let you explain it, but um, how did you decide how much weight to give uh, the Barco, Barkow character? And when you were revising, if you at the end, not every day. Did you did his page count go up or down or stay the same? Because it is different for you to write, have that extra point of view.
1: Yeah. See, I don't, um, I don't write like other authors. I think you know that I Don't. I only do one manuscript. I don't. I do drafts. I do everything. I um, go. Um, and and I pay. What I do is I keep a a a log of my scenes at the bottom of my manuscript uh, the, the, the document <clears throat> like I each each chapter will have a, a one line synopsis of what happens in that chapter so I try to keep the cadence of the Bruno scenes with the Bagnet scenes so I can look at the glance and see where they are in the overall picture of the story arc and that's and I just continued on through the book that way and rewrote as I went. I, I rewrite each scene twice before, sometimes five times before I move on.
0: You said you uh, – I'll get back to that in a second. But you said that you keep a log at the bottom of the document. What are you using? Word or are you using something else? Scrivener? No. it's So the,
1: I'm typing on Microsoft Word, and, I, and, I, and um, at the bottom, the first, the first thing I, I have are notes. So I'll be typing along, because I think there's five things that a scene needs to have to make it work. And each time I get an idea for one of those five well, things why i want to tell the
0: listeners, Why don't you tell the listeners what those five things are?
1: Okay. And this is this the is writing. The five things are advance the story, display character, uh, foreshadow an upcoming event, uh, transition, and you drop these little anchors that uh, help me uh, shift my sequencing over to the next plot line. And, and that's what's most difficult. Well, not because memory not difficult. It's because of my memory. I drop down at the bottom of the manuscript, and I'll write a note. And then when I when I get to that note and use it, I delete it. Then below that, I have a list of characters. Because each time you start a new character, I try to go back and use the same characters. And that 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 forces me to work harder. But I try to limit the number of characters because a lot of readers don't like a lot of. Uh, characters because it's harder to keep track. So I keep a list of characters and a, and a two or three word description of what they do. Um, and then below that, I have what I call a diagram of the of the book. It'll be, it'll be chapter one through well, how many chapters I have. But each time I write a chapter, I write a one sentence um, description of it and a, and the the page count and the word count. So I can see at a glance. With one, in one line my entire book so I can see the cadence and the story arc at, 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 at a glance in fact so, the publisher the publisher's like that and they ask me for that now every time when they're re- reading my book because they want to see they, they want to see the, the, book, the book at a glance too while, while, while they're doing the editing on it
0: congratulations they're never going to get that from me um, so <laughs> Do you so is this a organic outline-ish thing? Or do you outline all this beforehand, or is this as you're going along? I'm obviously the pain, page count changes, but so when you were specifically writing this book with two points of character, I mean two points of view, were you, did you write an extensive outline, or is what you're telling us the outline and is kind of organic as you go?
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't do any outlining. I know I know the three plot lines that I'm going to have. A theme, I try to have a theme, overall theme, and then three plot lines. And the reason I have three plot lines is because the main plot line will get plot fatigue if, and the reader will get tired of it. So I, I have a secondary plot line to jump to back and forth. Um, and sometimes it's a, it's a sleight of hand. I'm getting information for the, for the big twist as, as I go. Um, but I do not know what's going to happen toward the end except at the end so I know what's going to happen at the end but um, in between I I don't have any idea what's going to happen
0: and yet you don't write um, well I don't really write multiple drafts either but I but I'm always there's a big revision there's revising and revising and revising after I finish the first draft but for you that revising of course like most writers we're all revising as we go but you without this um um, without this outline and writing blank <laughs> paging basically, you when you're done with that with that um, draft, that's it. With all these intricacies, that's pretty. It's pretty hard to do. It's pretty amazing. Oh
1: uh, well. I mean,
0: because you I write fast, you write a to. book in about four months.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true. The, the book I'm writing right now, I I plan on doing three complete drafts on it. I'm going to try and something new this time. It's going to be a standalone, and I'm going to try something different and see if I can't make a, a stronger, um, more in-depth book this time.
0: So is it going to be in third person?
1: It's, it's first person without any third person interjections, straight first person.
0: First person standalone. And yeah. you haven't written it yet,
1: you're in the process of writing it? I'm 30% into it. Wow, that's exciting. Yeah, I don't know about that.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> it's just it's really because
1: it's, 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 more of a, it's more of a puzzle this time for me than, than the other books have been.
0: Oh, so it's kind of a, 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 a puzzle piece mystery to a degree? Or just a puzzle and putting you know, it together?
1: A puzzle and putting it together. I know it's going to happen, and it's going to. It has two parts. It's going to be book one, book two within the same book. and It's going to be a, a eight year difference between the books, and that that's why it's it's more intricate because my story arc for my conflict, my conflict complication crisis and conclusion it, it is in two parts this time instead of one part. So the there's going to be two two one major story arc and then two story arcs within the the big arc. That's why it's complicated.
0: Speaking of years um, apart, how many years does the Heartless come after? I I don't remember the name of the last book. I know it was the thing. Um, the Reckless. The reckless. So, reckless. so how many years is it between the Reckless and the and the Heartless in in Bruno time?
1: You know, um, now it's getting to be where I need a, a big uh, board on the walls. To keep track of that. I understand. I understand but, completely. Um, what, 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 the reason I did this book was because um, The next book was so Emotionally sensitive and this is why the publisher Wanted the only three in the, in the trilogy but I couldn't do that Because the next book is going to be so emotional I had to have a, a, a bridge to, to buffer it um, And that's what this one is, a time bridge So all it is is showing um, A motivation for what happens In the next book and it's Showing uh, the, the daughter aging so I think I forgot how old she was in the wreck was, um, I, I think I think it's about eleven years difference. I think.
0: Okay. Yeah. Cause she,
1: from the book. She's a,
0: I think she's
1: fifteen. Yeah, I think she's. Right. 15, no, she's she's seventeen in the Heartless, and I think she was just like four or five. No, years she's, 15, she's like. fifteen in the
0: Heartless. She's fifteen in the Heartless. Okay. She just turned. She just turned fifteen. Okay. Right. I know oh, they're okay, run together. Right, so that's right. It sounds to me like yeah. you wrote this this other the fourth prequel before you wrote maybe some of these other books. Is that possible?
1: No. No. And what no, what happened was um, when I when I wrote uh, the first book, the disposables, I gave Bruno um, a, a huge background where he came from. Right. To but I only touched on that background with a word here or, or sentence here, and so. Um, when uh, in The Vanquished, when I left Bruno emotionally and physically crushed, um, the publisher said, I don't know how, how you're going to bring Bruno back from this. And I thought, ooh, yeah, you're probably right. So I decided to go back and write books for his background so the reader can see where Bruno came from and why he is where he is when the disposal starts. So I had that background in mind and I had started out as a trilogy, but then when I got to that third one I thought, ah, it's gonna to be too hard, it's gonna be a tough one. So I wrote The Heartless as a bridge and this one's for some reason, uh, this book is, is the readers really are are reacting
0: to it. Well for some reason, they think it's a good book. That's probably a good reason. Um <laughs> so then okay, so this is the third, so the fourth I'm you already I'm sure you've already written the fourth um prequel. Right. Yeah.
1: Got yeah. Yeah. And I just I just turned in the, the the next one in the in the current day too. So, um, the next one is the ruthless. I just turned in the sinister, which um, they're reading right now.
0: All right. So uh, this is 2020. So your next prequel will be 2021, right? And they're reading and
1: that, they're reading
0: 2022 right now. Well. Well, I, didn't you? 2020? So you got one more prequel, right? right. And it sounds like you already written the next. Okay, I thought. Okay, so I thought there. I thought you were talking about even more after that. Okay, so in writing that book, you hadn't written Bruno in real time in three years, probably.
1: Right. At least. Right. So I was, I was, I how was to, that? I, I had to go back and reread uh, the last two books in the current <laughs> to get exactly. myself back up to par on. <laughs>
0: all right. So, with all your complications and all your books, it sounds like you're as stupid as me, and you perhaps have not written a Bible yet.
1: No, I have not. <laughs> but I do have those diagrams that they work from. But I, I know, yeah, that's good.
0: That's right. Yeah. Because I tell myself after every book, yeah. you know, I got to write that damn Bible, and I never do. Yeah. And you do go back and read some of your other books or portions thereof for sure. Right. Okay, so as I mentioned, you are uh, a notoriously fast writer. Have you gotten faster now with each book, slower, or are you still the same?
1: I'm, I'm, well, the, the book I'm writing, I figure it's, it's going to take me about a year to, to write. Um, but that's because I'm doing something different this time. Um, mm-hmm. But because I know Bruno and because I knew what my story arcs were, um, they, they were pretty easy – not pretty easy – but because I, I have a, a discipline where I'm writing, I I write a thousand words a day, and a thousand words a day puts you at ninety thousand words, and that's that's the book in three months. But you know, some but, but it takes me about four four and a half to write one.
0: Some would call it a draft in three months. Uh, so you, it sounds like there. Well, I don't know. Is there? Do you foresee an end to the Bruno series? Is that mapped out, or Bruno goes on?
1: Well. Um, I I, I, call, I can continue writing Bruno, um, and the publisher at this time gave me a couple of, ideas, of their ideas where they think Bruno should go. But um, I, I also set up in the, 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 the book that I just turned in, the Sinister, which is the, the number five in the current day, um, a possibility for a spinoff, and I, I wrote it's it spin-off. with that in mind. So, a spinoff character. So, I wrote a very strong female character in The Sinister. And hopefully, um, the publisher will agree and, and I could uh, explore that as a spinoff. And um, basically, I'll have Bruno in the book as a secondary character, and the female will be the primary character.
0: And this is a new character that we haven't seen yet?
1: Right. So, he just appears in The Sinister. Cool. In the current day. It's
0: a great title. um, Thanks. Okay, I got a question from someone. I think it's a question. Hold on, from somebody we both know. Let me see. Unless she's just making a comment to me. Sorry about this. Let me take a look here. Okay. Maddie Margarita, she just sent me something, so I'm going to see if it's worthwhile. Otherwise, I'll just discard it. (laughs) So I hope she's listening. It's
1: it's always worthwhile, but from Maddie.
0: Oh, this is a good question. You know, she does have her own uh, podcast now that um, she records six or seven months in advance, and then uh, after you've forgotten about it, and it comes out. Um, so here's your question, which is pretty good. Both you and Dave have left your heroes in such emotionally devastating states in your latest, in your last books. Is this coincidental? <laughs> yes, or is there a point in every series where this has to happen? Okay, well it's coincidental for I think for the two of us, but. Is, she's okay, is there a point in every series where this has to happen? She's asking you. I'm the moderator.
1: Well, like I said, uh, the readers read for conflict, and conflict is emotion. So if you continually uh, ramp up the emotion in each book, you're going to have a comeback and the overall story arc of, of several books in succession. And I think that's kind of what happened in my um, prequels and what happened in my current day. Um and uh, the the ruthless is going is a, is a seriously emotional book, and it was very difficult to write because of another one I don't want to spoil it. Yeah, no. but, um, so so my fourth book in prequel was was difficult because of the end of that story arc where the um, emotions continually to ramp up as in the current day, where the emotions continually to ramp up until um, Bruno. And I didn't do it as well. Um, in the in the first in the third day, because I didn't know really um, where I was going. Was, you know, disposables was the first book that I published, and as soon as they bought disposables, I started writing a, a, a sequel. Mm-hmm. Um, the the disposables was the, the 34th book that I had written, the 34th manuscript that I'd written, and I was Amazing. on number 38. I, I had gone past that. And when a friend said, uh, yes, yeah, send this book to Oceanview, I said, yeah, I look back. I just sent them the 34th book. It was just random. And they liked that one. So I stopped writing book number 38, and I started write, immediately writing a, a sequel because I knew that uh, publishers like sequels. So I, I I started writing that I had not planned to write. And then when I wrote the third book, pick it up right away. They loved the second book. I wrote the third book, and as it turned out, I um, – I had this – each book is a, is a snapshot of my career. And The Replacements is a, a, a sequence in my life where I was chasing the most heinous criminal that I'd ever run across in 31 years, and I didn't like him. But um, in order for <laughs> it to work, I couldn't write him just the way he was because he was so evil that he'd become a caricature. So I had to give him mm-hmm. some humanity. And I, and I gave him a little humanity, which is the flaw for an antagonist. 'cause it's reversed for a for a protagonist. Protagonists you gotta give him some some uh, flaws. But I gave him I gave him some flaws and uh, Murray Bruno's um, girlfriend at the time uh, kind of uh, tamed the savage beast, if you may. And in the third book when I wrote it, I didn't like this guy in real life and I really didn't like him in the book, so I killed him off. And I sent him the third book and the pub and the publisher said, No, we like Carl Zaggo, we d we much good. So they also didn't like a female FBI agent that I had in the book. So um, I rewrote that. That was a big. I, I, I panicked. Um, I had to turn the book in by February, and they gave me the the book back to rewrite in November. And I the the, the, the way the FBI agent was, she was threaded throughout the whole book, and they didn't like her. If I had to pull her out. That thread. I pulled that thread, and the whole sweater falls apart. So I dumped. The whole book, and I wrote an entirely different book, and I kept the title, and I sent it back to the publisher, and they said, "Great rewrite." Well, wow. I kept the title. <laughs> it was, it was a rewrite. I, I wrote, I rewrote, I wrote the book in two and a half months. The third book, and gave it back to them, and they loved it. And so, the the first four books were kind of a learning experience for me, and the, the second four in the in the prequel series, I had settled down, and I knew. My story arc for all four books, so I think those are tighter books, and each one in succession is getting better i, I think does that make sense
0: uh i lost I lost count, but i did, one thing I did glean from is that you called our publisher an idiot, so um and I know they listen to the show, so I'm sure <laughs> no, I appreciate that no, <laughs> no, just kidding I did <laughs> for one thing they don't listen, for one thing they, I know they don't listen to the show, but you did you, did, you, you no I got the whole thing made sense actually, and um uh you did touch on something that I wanted to ask you about was you've taken a lot of what you've written about from real life experiences, two questions. One is, um, and I can see Maddie's typing away to ask another question. Uh, <laughs> one question is how, when do you know, or how do you know how much to put in of the real life? Like you said, this one guy was so evil, he would have been a caricature. So I had to give him All some right. humanity. So I, how does that work? When do you know when to – I put too much real life in here, time to cut back, or not enough, blah, blah,
1: blah? Yeah, well, it's just, it's just you, know, you hold your thumb up against and say, is that working or is it not working? Um, the the second book in, in the prequel series – no, the, the first book in the prequel series is about 50% true, and The Ruthless is about 80% true. I, mean, I wrote wow. that one pretty close to just the way it happened, and that was a, a tough book for me to write because it was a, a, by a friend of mine who was killed in Light of beauty. Oh,
0: that's that right. That
1: was a tough book. Um, but uh, and, and, and I don't know if that book works. I didn't know if that book was going to work because I did write it so close to the bone. I mm-hmm. turned that book in uh, the first time. I turned it in, and uh, you're right. Uh, the publisher goes, we love this book, but we want you to cut the first 100 pages. So I, I, had to, I had to cut the hundred pages, and that closed my conflict, complication, crisis, conclusion, my, my story arc. So I had to revise that book entirely as well um, in, in the series.
0: That's uh, you don't. Uh, I'm sure that that's not um, a sentence that's or two sentences that or maybe one that have been uttered <laughs> before. We love this book, but you have to cut the first hundred pages. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Isn't that kind of scary? Doesn't that just make you yeah.
0: yeah, that would be that be <laughs> like a tough a, one.
1: Like
0: uh, like a but to you know you, you uh but there I, I can't remember I think the last I mean the last book maybe? That there there is a um or maybe multiple books. There is a tough there is a tough female um FBI agent. Right? Did you yeah. change her completely? Or did is that the same woman?
1: I couldn't tell you that. I couldn't tell. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a good
0: I, character I t- Well, thanks. <laughs> All right. So um, you're writing a standalone. Um, I know that, like you said. I mean, you're so far ahead that you don't even. I, I can ask you what's next, but we've already. It's the um, fourth and final prequel. Right, right. That's, and
1: that's, that's the rules. and that's, they've already picked that one up. That comes out in 2021.
0: Now I sent right. them
1: the, okay, right. the, 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 next, the next current day one, which is the Sinister, and if they pick that up, it'll be 2022. Yeah, they'll pick it up. So then I don't, uh, know, I don't have a book top. I want a book to 2022 on the Bruno series.
0: Which gives you a lot of time to write the standalone, which is great. Right,
1: right. Uh,
0: but for you, you'll, you'll knock it out in four months. Um, Okay, one last question. Well, two maybe. So, when are you going to quit riding and just open up a full time dog shelter?
1: (laughs) You know, um, that question. Um, Or
0: should I talk to your wife? Ask your wife that question. I don't know who's the dog whisperer, but you guys have four dogs now.
1: Matt wants to know when I'm going to quit riding, we're going to open a full time dog shelter. <laughs> She's laughing. Our our dogs are rescue dogs, and yeah. um, we've we've taken two dogs from my ex wife, and this dog was also a reject from the ex wife. She was going to put it down, and we just couldn't we couldn't wow. deal with that, so we we took it took it on.
0: Well, um, you got enough room up there, and, and I won't say where, cause, yeah, I won't say where you live because there's probably people after you. But up there in northern part of Southern California, you got a lot of uh, you got a lot of room.
1: Um, yeah we have five acres. Right. We, have, we have plenty of room for dogs
0: right so um, how can people find you on the world wide web and all um, that
1: stuff david, david Putnam Um
0: that's
1: that's the website and you can reach me through um, my emails and please email me ask me any questions uh, about the books I'm happy to return emails in fact I do every day
0: I just asked you 12 questions I'm done oh you mean the really? listeners okay okay all right. Well, Dave, thanks for coming on. Uh, the the Heartless comes out Tuesday. It's a fast, fun read with a um, a teenage girl who gets in a lot of trouble. Uh, so thanks for coming on, Dave. And uh, I, hey, I think I'll see you at Left Coast Crime. You're going to come to Left Coast Crime for a change.
1: I'll right. do that. Yeah. All right. Cool.
0: Sure. Say hello to Mary and um, – Answer emails from Maddie Margarita. She'll have some questions for you that were better than the ones I gave you. Okay. Good. All right, Matt. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. Bye. All right. So um, I think I'm I'm not sure who's going to be on in a couple weeks. Um, Oh, I thought I hung up on you. You have to go away. Um, Listeners out there, and Angus is whining. I have to go feed him, but um, I'm not sure. I've got a couple scheduled guests, but I'm not sure about the time frame. So it might be two weeks. Follow me on Facebook, and uh, you know, you'll know you see all the stuff for it. But also, if you're in a book club and would like an author to answer questions and talk about his work, that's me. I would do that. You can find my email address on my website, uh, mattcoylebooks.com. This is a copyrighted trademark podcast solely owned by the Authors on the Air Radio Global, Global Radio Network, and thanks for listening.